This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. When the giant pharmaceutical company Pfizer announced on January 26th that it was acquiring Wyeth for $68 billion, analysts immediately started questioning what benefits the deal would bring and for whom. Pfizer executives suggest the acquisition makes strategic sense by expanding the company into a range of new areas and by helping make up for the loss of more than $12 billion in annual revenues once the patent on Lipitor expires in 2011. But Wyeth also brings some liabilities to the mix, notably continuing lawsuits over its hormone replacement drugs and Fen-Fen diet pill. Knowledge at Wharton has asked healthcare professor Patricia Danzen and marketing professor Jagmohan Raju to offer their views on the pros and cons of the deal. Pat and Raju, thanks for joining us. Pat, does this acquisition make sense for Pfizer from a long-term strategic perspective? I wouldn't bet on the long-term benefits. I think for the short to medium term, the hope is certainly that the merger brings both revenues in terms of the Pfizer, uh, the Wyeth products and the possibility for cutting costs and therefore driving net revenues by eliminating mostly personnel, probably mostly in, at Wyeth. So when we look at the previous mergers that Pfizer has done, they followed up with fairly aggressive cost cutting, and I'd expect to see the same here. I agree. I think uh, in this case, uh, Pfizer is really... If they had not done this merger, they would have been in deep trouble because they would have lost one quarter of their revenue in two years, and that's Lipitor. And uh, from Wyatt's side, uh, there is also an opportunity because, they, as you said, they have all these uh, potential liabilities, but they have this window of opportunity where they don't have uh, these things staring at them. For Pfizer, they get new drugs. Pfizer has always been a very strong marketing company. They've taken other people's products and made... Uh, taken it to levels which other companies could not. For example, Lipitor, I think had it been in the hands of Warner Lambert, would have probably been a $5 billion product. With Pfizer, it was $13 billion. And I think they'll do the same thing with Wyeth products. What does Wyeth bring to this deal, and why would the company agree to it? Well, what what is in it for Wyeth, I think, is obviously a very good price. And it may have been very hard for Wyeth to turn down that price. And the days are over, I think, when we didn't have not seen hostile takeovers in the pharma industry. So there's a question of how much choice Wyeth had in this. Having said that, I think that what Wyeth brings to this is both the products that are already on the market and significant capability in biologics that they've built up over the years. They were one of the first pharmaceutical companies to move fairly aggressively into biologics, and this is an area that Pfizer has also invested in. So I think the most promising hope in terms of long-term synergies is for putting together those two biologic divisions and getting more productivity out of that. I think the general idea that bigger is better and that by being bigger or even more diversified, there is going to be benefit here, that I think is more dubious as we look at the past experience. What do you mean by biologics? Can you just define that for people? Yeah, the biologic products are the products that are developed in some way involving uh, live processes 
as opposed to the more chemical-based drugs that are the traditional tablets and capsules that uh, we're used to taking. The biologics tend to be more expensive. They go to specialty physicians rather than to primary care physicians. They're higher priced both because they're more costly to produce and because they're <coughs> generally much more advanced therapies. All the drug companies have moved in the direction of switching from chemistry-based drugs to biologics. But Wyeth was one of the earliest, and they've done that both with their main portfolio, but also with their vaccine division. And so that is a strength that they certainly will bring to Pfizer. I agree. I think uh, it's not just uh, biologicals, one of the things. Uh, this I'm a marketing professor, so I hesitate saying this, but one of the strengths of Wyeth is not just marketing biologicals, but manufacturing biologicals. I think many people can develop biologicals, but manufacturing these at a very large scale consistently requires a lot of skill. And Wyatt's uh, factories, or I shouldn't call them factories, but uh, manufacturing capabilities in uh, biologicals are unmatched. Uh, in fact, their biological embryo is actually developed by Amgen, but uh, marketed and produced by Wyatt at large scales. And Pfizer definitely needed that. To get into this business fast, you need the manufacturing capabilities. From Wyatt's perspective, I think from shareholders, I believe the cash component of the offer is uh, really very attractive. They are getting $45 billion uh, in cash from this deal. And you can do a lot of things with $45 billion these days, uh, like, uh, I just maybe 20 times GM, for example. Uh, so uh, it's, it's very attractive to give up at this time. You've both noted the certainty of layoffs as a result of this deal. What will be the impact of the company's plans to cut 19,500 jobs and axe $4 billion out of its budget? And how difficult will it be to merge the cultures of these two companies? One of the interesting things about putting together these two companies is that both of them are, in fact, agglomerations of a number of previous companies. And so I think both companies have a history of aggressively doing post-merger integration. They are geographically reasonably closely situated. And I don't see them as having very different cultures. So I would expect them to move very quickly in trying to, trying to take out unnecessary duplicative functions. Having said that, they've both already recently made significant cuts, not just in the traditional marketing area, but also in administration and in uh, even in R&D, Pfizer has made cuts. So it's will certainly produce a much leaner company if they do go ahead with the sort of projected cuts they're proposing. Is there a danger they could pare down too close to the bone? In this day and age, I don't know that you can ever go too close to the bone. I think there will be significant job cuts, not immediately, but as soon as Lipitor goes off patent. Uh, today, the combined revenues as shown to the shareholders is about $70 billion, but uh, two years down the road, 15 of those will be gone. Uh, so one way or the other, they will have to reduce uh, their expenses significantly. A lot of it will come in uh, R&D, uh, head office. I'm not sure if uh, Madison office of Wyeth will survive. Uh, and, uh, and there'll be a lot of cuts in the marketing side also. 
Pfizer's patent problem is shared by other big drug makers like Merck, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and Eli Lilly, which will face major losses in revenues in the next few years. Given these and other challenges, how would you describe the state of the pharmaceutical industry in general? Ten words or less, Pat. Uh, it certainly <laughs> is challenged. They are facing unprecedented patent expirations. Lipitor is simply the largest in terms of loss of sales. But as you mentioned, all the major pharma companies are looking at billions of dollars of lost revenue already has occurred and looking forward to the future. What most of them are trying to do is fill those those foregone sales with new products that they bring in from either in licensing from smaller companies or from acquiring smaller companies. And the general trend over the last few years has been to avoid the big horizontal mergers that were so common in the 1990s, and rather to go for the so-called vertical mergers where a big pharma company would acquire a smaller biologics company because the experience of the horizontal mergers was really mixed at best, not to say negative. And so I think many people were surprised that Pfizer went ahead with this big horizontal merger. Having said that, they had little choice. And so I, I would expect to see the other companies pursuing more of the strategy of acquiring mid-size and smaller companies, as well as very, very aggressive in licensing. Do you see any deals that are actually getting uh, getting done out there for these smaller companies, mid-sized companies? Well, we've been seeing those sorts of deals over the last year. So, for example, AstraZeneca acquired Metamune, uh, which was, I think, uh, something like a $16 billion acquisition. Uh, Takeda acquired um, Millennium. So... Those sorts of mid-size to large biotech companies have been very attractive. And they offer not only products on the market, but also less risk that there'd be overlaps in the portfolio of the two merging companies. I think one thing that made Wyeth attractive to Pfizer is there's relatively little overlap in the portfolios, so there's not an issue of divestiture, whereas other major mergers all pose issues of divestiture of overlapping products. Um, I think, uh, going back to the state of the pharmaceutical industry, I think there are clearly difficulties, but also I think there's a lot of opportunities there. We have an aging population. We have... The rest of the world uh, with incomes growing, uh, we have uh, European companies becoming very strong in R&D. And I think at the end of the day, if uh, governments start evaluating products for their innovativeness, the strong large companies will have a better day because they can afford to be more innovative and they can afford to spend the monies. So I think there are a lot of opportunities and that's why this industry has stood up a lot better during this downturn than either banking or automobiles and many other industries, including diversified companies like GE, have suffered a lot more than any of the pharmaceutical companies. And that says something about the industry. What are the pros and cons of this deal for consumers? I really don't see a big impact on consumers. I think consumers benefit enormously from the underlying cause of this, the patent expirations that lead to the branded products being replaced by much cheaper generics. And so that is a huge benefit to consumers. But I don't see any real big effect on 
productivity, availability of products. I think it's mostly shareholders and employees that are seeing the hit. I agree. I think uh, the impact on the consumer is likely to be minimal. And I think the patent expirations that are taking place will help all consumers. But to the extent that uh, innovation is enhanced, if more capital is put behind it, at the end of the day, patients uh, stand to gain. You've touched on this a little bit, but the combined company is expected to have revenues of more than $71 billion. But the key question is whether they'll be able to generate enough new sales to justify the deal. I think they will. Uh, my, my sense is, uh, looking at the history, Pfizer has been able to historically do better with existing products than other companies. So if Lipitor is an example, I think Pfizer could take Embrel to new heights. Uh, Wyeth has a big portfolio of Alzheimer's coming up, and Alzheimer's is a huge uh, disease that is very devastating. And and if Pfizer can help uh, take these products to market faster, I think everyone stands to gain, including the shareholders. A lot of money is needed to take these products to market. We all think R&D costs are very high, but for every dollar spent on R&D, uh, $2 have to be spent on uh, marketing and sales to take a new product to market. And any efficiency we can get in that, both in terms of uh, how much we spend and how we spend it, would help. Yeah, I agree that uh, Pfizer has an incredible track record in marketing. I think for the longer term, there is a real question as to whether having an even bigger R&D budget, in fact, increases productivity. And many of the larger companies are, in fact, trying to carve up their R&D divisions and try to induce a sense of uh, smallness and innovativeness more like a small biotech company. And in a way, creating this uh, mammoth R&D division is counter to that trend. And so on the marketing side, I think no question size is an advantage. But on the R&D side, it remains to be seen whether they can maintain true innovativeness in such a large company. Uh, an analyst in the Philadelphia Inquirer was quoted as saying that the promised land in pharmaceuticals was 10 years ago. Until we see a major technological breakthrough in pharmaceutical development, for now it's all about working what you have. Isn't it a little early to be talking about the faded glory and past successes of the pharmaceutical industry? Isn't there a lot ahead that they have to look forward to? I think there is a, a huge amount of uh, upside ahead. I think it is also true that at the moment we're in a trough between the previous high and the next one. And so where one sees it mainly is in terms of number of new products approved, which has, despite uh, massive increases in R&D spending, has been flat. But as we move forward, I think there will be greater expertise with the new technologies and what everybody hoped would come from some of the genomics revolution will, I think, ultimately come to fruit, but it's not happened yet. I agree. I think it's not just genomics, but also the new administration is more open to stem cell research. Uh, I think there is a merging between uh, what we can do with biologicals and chemicals and what we can do with uh, devices. So I think the future of healthcare industry, if we sort of broadly define it, is very strong. And you have uh, juggernauts like Johnson & Johnson and Medtronic working on the on the device side, combining their strengths with the pharmaceutical industry. I think this industry has a great future. 
My last question to each of you. If you were the CEO of Pfizer, what would be the most important thing you could do to ensure the success of this acquisition? And what would be your biggest cause for concern? I think, uh, let me take that. I think the biggest uh, issue here is to, as, as Pat said, maintaining the innovation uh, in these two companies and getting the best out of the, the products that they have and, and making sure good people stay with the company rather than jump ship. Uh, eventually, this is a, a know-how and IP-based companies, and, and I think eventually it comes from people. So making sure good people stay uh, would be the biggest challenge for the Pfizer CEO. That's what would keep you up at night is, is trying to retain that. the talent? Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Post-merger integration for companies of size is, is a huge challenge, and to try to undertake that while at the same time maintaining full speed ahead in R&D productivity is, is going to be the challenge. Um, I do think that at the same time, moving aggressively with cost-cutting will be uh, part of what has to be done. And of course, that tends to undermine morale and make it even more difficult to, to maintain the productivity. But having said that, both companies have experience with it, have done it very successfully in the past. And so let's hope that they pull it off again. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.